Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money only on Money FM 89.3. Can you reduce your tax bill from this year after this show? I'm Michelle Martin. That certainly is the hope on this edition of Money and Me. You have till next Sunday, the 18th of April, by the way, to e-file your tax return. So we thought we'd give you the primer for filing your taxes intelligently this year. So we're going to answer some questions like what you need to prepare before filing. And we'll also have three tax relief strategies that you may want to consider moving ahead. Remember, you must file an income tax return if you've received a letter, a form or an SMS from IRS informing you to do so. It doesn't matter how much you earned the year before or whether your employer is participating in that auto-inclusion scheme for employment income. Uh, joining me to help make sense of what can be a difficult road to filing taxes is Alfred Chia, CEO of Sing Capital. Good morning, Alfred. Have you filed your taxes? Very good morning, Michelle. I plan to do so this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you as well. I'm hoping I'm going to pick up some gems from my own show today, Alfred. So tell us, you know, what do you do? What should we all do to prepare before we file our tax returns? Uh, Yeah, you're right. Actually, tax filing is very important because while it may not ensure you can save tax, but it will definitely ensure that if you file properly, you won't get into trouble and you won't end up paying penalty for that. So that is important, yeah? Ooh, I don't like the P word, but yes, you need to prepare. <laughs> well, most employers uh, will probably participate in this auto-inclusion scheme, AIS. So if, let's say, your employer participated in that, uh, you generally, when you log in to do the e-file, all your income or your commission statement would have been reflected in the system. But if, let's say, your employer did not participate in this, then you have to get ready of your IRA form or for self-employed, you, you need the statement of commission income. Okay, so that's so the first thing to organize. If you're self-employed, what do I need again? Commission, statement of commission income. Statement of commission income. There's a lot more though if you're self-employed, right? Lots of receipts, little niggly receipts you have to come up with. Uh, yeah, those are for the uh, expenses. I mean, whether it's allowed for deductions. But uh, you still need to organize your income first because now in addition to employment, Mm. or you may be in two different businesses, so you also have to check what are your other income. You may be giving tuition, you may be doing uh, this uh, food delivery, right? because now of the freelance industry, people actually may make use of their free time to uh, do something and at the same time earn some income. So uh, examine all your sources of income, basically, to start with. Yes. Yes, because in addition to your employment, then you may have other uh, trade income. So that one, you have to actually uh, gather the sources so that you can be very well prepared. Then after which, right, then you need to check, do you have property rental income? All right. Yes. Take us there. A lot of Singaporeans uh, may have an apartment that they're renting out. What do they have to do? Um, yes, so you have to really organize whether what is your rental income, right? Whether did you actually enjoy a full uh, year rental for last year, but because last year was also a very, uh, very unique year. Okay, so there may actually be a period of times that your invested property do not have rental income. 
So you have to actually organize this to see what exactly are your rental income. So if you have more than one property, then you're going to have to do this across all your different properties. Yes, yes. So after you organize your income, then you look at what are the things that is allowed for deductions or relief. Okay, so can you walk us through some of those uh, reliefs? Okay, so if let's say uh, you are a commission earner, and if let's say you earn less than 50000 actually you have good news, right? IRAs have introduced a simplified tax filing. So okay. meaning to say, to, you don't have to have the burden of you know, keeping your records, then you actually automatically have a deemed business expenses, which is about 25% of your income, your, commu- com- your commission income. Okay, great. Mm. And of course, last year, again, this is a very unique year, right? There are also people who have received retrenchment. Mm. Now, the thing is, retrenchment benefits are actually payment given by employers to compensate for the loss of employment. So therefore, that income is not taxable. Ah, okay, great. We like non-taxable income. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Should we also understand, last year there was some COVID-19 related payouts for individuals. How are those treated? Are those taxable? Um, All right. So for employers, they actually receive job support uh, scheme. So those are to actually support the employment of their staff. So the companies who receive this, actually, they do not have to pay tax for that. But as long as the employees continue to receive their income, they would have to pay uh, personal income tax on that. Okay. For the self-employed, mm-hmm. if let's say they qualify for the self-employed person income relief scheme, then those income or the, those that uh, payout that they receive is not taxable. Okay, got it. Now, we come to the part of the show where we're waiting with bated breath. We want to hear about tax planning strategies that could give us some tax relief, Alfred. So there are reliefs, there are rebates, there are expenses, there are donations. But I want to start with something we all share here in Singapore. We are resident. We all have a CPF account. What are those CPF top-ups that can lead to tax reliefs? Actually, now getting very popular is the CPF cash top-up. So you can actually do top-up to your immediate family members, uh, your spouse, siblings, parents, and you can actually enjoy certain tax relief. Uh, So actually that's getting very, very popular now. But I think a lot of people have also neglected. Mm. Now you can do top-up to your spouse or siblings, Mm. but in order for you to enjoy tax relief, your spouse and sibling actually has an income threshold and they cannot be earning more than $4,000 in the preceding year. If you're going to do the top-up, the person that you're topping up for cannot have earned more than 4000 for you to enjoy a tax relief on those top-ups. Very important point there. Yeah, so yeah. currently you can do a top-up for yourself or for, example, your parents. So you can enjoy a maximum top, uh, CPF cash top-up relief up to $14,000. One four? So... Yes, $1,400. So it, and, how does that work again? I take $14,000 and I put it in my brother's account because say he's earning less than 4000 a year, Okay, right? No, actually 14000 is the maximum, but it's actually 7000 for yourself mm-hmm. and 7000 for your immediate family members. Oh, so it can't all be 14000 for him? No. Okay. 
Okay, yep. got it. Yep. Yep. So, and that so, is course, in his hmm. which account? Is it in his special account? Ah, okay, it would depend whether the person is uh, above 55 or below 55. Okay. So therefore, you have to look at into the retirement account okay, or their special account. If he's above 55, right? Yes. And if he's yes. below 55, do I have a choice? Can I put it in his Medisafe, for example? Uh, yeah, actually, okay, for example, a lot of people do that for their parents. Yeah. So that anyway, they're going to give the money to their parents. So when they do this, they actually uh, get uh, two birds with one stone, right? Because they actually enjoy tax relief yeah. and the parents will be able to enjoy higher interest from their CPF uh, retirement account. Yeah, so this is one really a, a very good way to actually um, give par- money to your parents and enjoy tax relief for yourself. Uh, is there a cap on how much of a um, you know reduction in your income tax you get if you top up your parents' Medisafe? Uh, okay, so you actually enjoy this seven thousand right per person, okay. up to fourteen thousand maximum. Up. To, okay, got it. Got it. Are there other uh, top-ups, CPF top-ups you'd like us to understand? Um, okay, so the other one will be for donation, right? So therefore, uh, you, you still can enjoy 250% uh, tax relief, but make sure if you want to enjoy tax relief, you would have to make your donation mm. to an IPC, Institution Institute. of a Public Corrector. Okay, and you can ask the institution that you're donating to, whether they're an IPC, and they will tell you, generally. Definitely, yeah, yes. And then you will, you get 250% of your donation value offset from your taxable income. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what can I donate? Um, uh, can I donate shares, for example, to my favorite IPC, and will I also, um, you know, benefit? Yes, you can, actually. Um, of course, the IPC will then have to determine the value of the donated shares or units okay, based on the time of donations. Ah, okay, okay. That is a good point. That is a good mm. point. All right. Uh, finally, did you want to tell us about the supplementary retirement scheme and taxes? Is there a link there? Uh, yeah, SRS is, uh, again, uh, getting very popular. Right? It's essentially a tax-deferred retirement savings plan. So it's totally voluntary. You can actually contribute um, for for Singapore will be fifteen thousand three hundred, so that you can actually uh, enjoy tax relief on that. And this amount we put into your SRS account, and you can actually uh, get a tax relief, a tax deduction from that. Okay. However, however, mm. if you need to withdraw the money before the retirement age of sixty two, mm-hmm. then you would have to pay tax on the money you withdraw plus five percent penalty. If you're going to take money out of it? Before age 62. Okay, yeah, that's an important caveat. Yeah. So it's $15,300 that is the cap? Yes. All right. Okay. Anything else? These three strategies, (laughs) uh, unfortunately, it's not going to... I mean, if you have not done this for the year 2020, it's not going to help you at all because you have to do this before last year. And if you have done so, uh, generally everything will be automatically populated into your e-filing. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to uh, be too concerned, mm-hmm. right? Except for the CPF top-up, sometimes 
they have actually given up to their, I mean, um, donate, I mean, top up to their spouse, okay. but they have neglected about the income uh, status. Okay, but let's say I yeah. take 7000 I put it in my brother's account now. I top up my mom's Medisave balance. I put money in dad's SRS account. And then I donate money to my favorite charity so I can mm. get 250% of the donation value off my tax bill. If I do it now, Alfred, will I make it in time for next year? Oh, definitely. That will be for next year. <laughs> <laughs> it will not be for the year uh, 2021. Yeah. Okay, good. We always like people to plan ahead. And I hope that we've given them some ideas. Uh, Alfred, thank you so much for joining us. Any last words on filing taxes? Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe one more uh, is on on property. If let's say you are a property investor, yes, and uh, if you have made certain changes, for example, you have been renting out your property, and then you actually now decided to move back. So one of the things you can do, right, to actually check uh, how many properties you have. So let's say you used to have two, and then you actually were renting out the bigger one, and now you actually stay back, move back. Mm-hmm. So you should actually in, uh, inform IRAS that actually you have changed so that you can actually enjoy an owner-occupier tax rate, which is lower than compared to your investment property. Absolutely. And another, another very important thing is, um, now generally, Singapore have no capital gain tax. Yeah. So if you uh, sell a property, right, generally you don't have to pay tax because it is considered as a capital gain. However, the gain may be taxable if the individual is considered as a property trader. What does that mean? Who is oh, a yeah. property trader? Yes. Okay, because a lot of the criteria used by hmm. IRAS to assess whether this person is trading the property, it, it really is a, it's a badge of trade of tax. By frequency of transactions, oh, okay. the reason for buying and selling, mm. and how are they going to, how's their financial ability to hold, and how long have been holding on to the property. So there's a lot of all these things that actually IRS would consider to assess whether this person is in the trading of property. So if let's say this is uh, considered as a property trader, mm. then all the profit that he makes from trading pro- property will have to be taxed. Do you so know the rate for that? Do you know the rate? Just curious. Oh, you'll be based on your personal income tax rate. Ah, okay. Well, of course, it makes sense. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so it's very point. important to do tax planning. I think I should just come to your office and Al- Alfred sit down with you. <laughs> so I can plan my taxes. Uh, it's important to, to let everybody know there's a tax relief ceiling. It's $80,000 that you can get relief, right? Uh, that's for the working mother, yeah. For the working mother, yes, yes, yes. For everybody else, it's uh, a little less than that because working moms, potentially 100% of their income can be um, offset. There's a cap. Oh, there's yes, a tax now, now there's, there's a cap. Actually, Singapore, our tax um, system is really very friendly and very transparent and with the uh, e-filing, mm. everything is actually uh, easily captured. The only thing that taxpayer need to look out for for example if let's say you have dependents and then if let's say if you fulfill some of those conditions and it's not being captured in the system you should uh, inform IRAS and there's many informations you can actually uh, get from IRAS website of course you need to know where are the things to look out for that's actually more relevant for you yeah. uh, but you still, it's, it's good to do some homework over there 
Okay, Alfred, thank you very much for walking us through um, some of the, the, the big paths to tax reliefs. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. He's Alfred Chia, CEO of Sing Capital. Remember, you have the, till the 18th, that's next Sunday, to e-file your tax return. I hope we've given you some food for thought on how you can save on your tax bill from this year. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.